<clears throat> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Who's hosting? Me. <laughs> Who's hosting? You. I'm sorry, That's all right. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> the face McMay is brilliant. Little girls, this seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon, are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you most certainly are not. Jesus. Martin. <laughs> that, that's better. No, Jordan Martin. Okay, Martin, because John came first. Oh, bl- <laughs> <laughs> and last. <laughs> anyway, on this week's spoilerama, um, while Marina recovers from her drug-fueled fantasies <laughs> that she now has, no, she's not on drugs. She's just had coffee. Yeah. Um, we are going. Chocolate. We are going to. I forgot to check with you. We are discussing the Guernsey oh, yeah, Literary yeah, and yeah. Potato Peel, Peel Pie, Pie Society. Society. That's what it's called. Good. <laughs> um, I guess, what the hell is it called because you're reading a book at the moment as well I am now I watched I, I saw the film yesterday last night with Sean and I had read a, quite a bit of it okay. um, by then um, but because I'm obviously still putting things away and doing loads of things yeah I obviously wouldn't. like our audience out there all know you're moving well, last houses week, last week I told them I had moved so okay if you don't know I moved, well, then you didn't listen to the last episode. Don't frighten what people away. <laughs> They're probably fans of the Potato Peel Society I'm sure film it's just thing. my dad listening to us, Mick. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Valfred. <laughs> anyway. I'm um, not married to your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been calling the police for the last five minutes. <laughs> it's not a crime. <laughs> well, it is since you're already married. Yeah. To another man. Anyway. Um, so I'm still finishing the book. Um, yeah, I love the book. I adore it. It's such a lovely, heartwarming book. Um, absolutely nothing like the film. Good. In a good way. Oh, good. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, it couldn't possibly but be in a good way because I was appalled by the film. OK. Um, I was really looking forward to it because, I mean, I love period films, that sort of period. And I said... But it reminded me of my reaction to it was a bit like my initial reaction to Their Finest, except with Their Finest, it was about halfway through where I was put off it. This was pretty much from the start. I kept saying, oh, come on, it's going to get better. And it wasn't. It was so cliched. It was so ham fisted, un... Not plausible, like just well, something was just from ridiculous. The start was going, what was going to happen? I didn't, I didn't care. Tell. I mean, I didn't even realize something was going to happen, like the revelations that come out at the end. And then I said, "Oh, right, they're meant to be revelations. I don't care. They're just they're obvious things. It's not a big deal anyway. Yeah. It's just oh, it's every cliche is out there. Like the fact that the rugged islander 
or whatever, your man, what's his name, that she fought, Dulcie. Dulcie. Like he's rugged and his hair is wild and he's bearded and he's all this. Bearded. Well, I mean, and then, of course, she is meanwhile engaged to this very business like American. And you say, oh, obviously. I'm dying to read the book. I will be curious to read this the book. This is it. Now, I'm not going to spoil the book or anything because it's nothing to spoil. You know, you, you actually opened the book and you saw there was it was told oh, It's all letters. through letters. Yeah. Yeah. She knew all the members before she went to the island. She went to the island because they asked her to. The members asked her to. So okay. they were all expecting her anyway. And that is a lovely bit. It's her interaction with these people who suffered during the war in this island. And to be honest, it was all about the war in the book and how they survived and all that. You didn't really see that much there. It was all just no. about her finding out who Elizabeth was. Yeah. Which in the book doesn't make... It's not about that. It's all about how terrible. And even, you know, there's bits in the books where you have people from the island who aren't part of the society sending her letters telling her about this situation. And when she was in London receiving these letters or whatever, she was going out with the smart boy. He hadn't, he, he like, he, they weren't engaged. And she went to the island halfway through the book. Okay. It's pretty much the yeah, start so that she when, goes. Yeah, so when she, no, she goes after like 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, no, please, no, please, please. This was the lovely bit was her starting to know these people who she didn't, she didn't have a face to them. Yeah. Both oh, so she knew of them before. Well, yeah. they did try to do that because was certainly certain parts. She knew of some of them because she knew she'd only of Darcy. Darcy told her about the others. Yeah. So she knew the names and she was yeah. saying that a lot. Oh, it's interesting to put the face to the name and they were reacting to her in the same way. Yeah. But that was very superficial. Yeah, no, but the, the, the people like Isola and Eben, they all sent her letters. See, I don't talking. even remember these names. That's how unimpactful Isola the film is. Isola is the quirky little... Um, the woman, the one she becomes very good friends yeah. with. Yeah. The one from um, the IT crowd. Yes. I was watching the whole time. Where have I seen her before? And John said the one from Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Which she is part She's of. In, yeah, right. John saw Doc Martin, all the eight series, in like a week while I was trying to... Why does Siri keep... Oh, yet again, your it. phone is interrupting our I podcast. Know. Just um, turn off the damn thing. No. Okay, anyway. fine. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so it really annoyed me in the sense that it wasn't told properly. Like, you didn't get the same warmth and lovely feeling you got. Because I couldn't put the book down. I loved it so much. I was like, no, I can't. And I'd have to put it down to do other things and keep thinking, oh, I want to get back to it. Which is the best type yeah. of book, really. I want to read. I want to keep going. And the film just disappointed me a bit. Now, I liked the film as well. I'm not, I didn't hate the film. Mm. I liked it. But I just, not because I read the book, but I just knew everything was what was going to happen given the way they did it. So I was yeah, like, okay, well, that's, that's what no, I felt. Yeah, there's no surprises. There's no climax. There's nothing like... No, but they, <gasps> but they try to pretend there is. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, like, to me, it was just a total formula. This is what I was saying. It's I was. It would actually put me off the book, except for what you've said, yeah. because you look at it and say, "Oh, this is just another." It's the same story we've seen so many times, and it's just and it's even watered down. It's just because, as you said, there's very little to it. There's very little substance to the plot or story yeah. and the revelations, but they're built up to be something more than they are. And there you say, but what I even thinking, why did he even bother writing the book? Because I just said, this story's been done so many times. Yeah. It's not even 
I said I could, I could understand them making a film, but not the book, because the film, at least you have the visual. They can have yeah. the, and it was, it looked beautiful. It did, But yeah. that's what struck me as well, is that, yeah, it's just too beautiful. It's no, like yeah, postcards. No, no, but it looked, I kept thinking, like, um, when they showed the first shot of Guernsey, I was like, is it really like that? I'd love to go. And then I kept thinking, a lot of the shots, I was like, I bet they filmed that in Cornwall. Well, they did. Yeah, did they? They fil- well, they filmed it in Devon and something, and probably in Cornwall. They certainly didn't film any of it in Guernsey. Yeah, at well, least this I is, think this is what I said. I said I bet they didn't film it at all. I'd, I'd say Guernsey is like. Well, Guernsey could be, no, don't we don't no, no, alienate no, no, people no, no, in Guernsey? No, 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 it could no, be beautiful. I really do want to go there. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like it just looked so superficial. As in, it looked like a little French. Yeah, but this it all town, looked Cote it all looked manufactured. Yeah. And this is what struck me about it. My thought was, because I actually thought it was filmed in Guernsey before. It was only afterwards I checked and I could see that it just said most of it was, I think it was filmed where they filmed Downton Abbey. Okay. So there's a lot of location yeah. from that. But what struck me on that basis was, I thought, first of all, oh, this film is made purely because Guernsey gave them a huge amount of money to make a film, making it look mm. beautiful. It looked like a tourist yeah. package film. And everything was so gloriously beautiful. And it did make me want to go and see yeah. the place. Itself. Yeah. Like I said, I hope some of it is actually like that because it did look like period this could be for it but again it's a glossy vision like the house that she's staying in the first time and they just showed the house at night that she's arriving and it's just a perfect picturesque there's even smoke coming out the chimneys or something like yeah. that everything is a perfect pretty picture well, even even the um, the quirky lady her the landlady. is all quirky and fairy like and Oh yeah, and all that and the little garden and you know the bed that they share then and all these kind of things and then you have um, which is just like where to anywhere will be just after a war because yeah. bear in mind it's 1946 the war is just over yeah, and so exactly. on exactly and like everything is just so beautiful and perfect kind of like enchanted and whatever mm. and like I, reading the book I wanted to go to Guernsey already like reading it because it's just so I love the kind of it's not even small town like village feeling the culture yeah I'd love to live on a farm and just do that. It's simple life. And I could see myself being so happy. So that's why I, I love that kind of yeah. style because they would read. That, that appealed to me. So I want to be part of it because oh, cause it actually describes a scene in um, in the book where, and this is not spoiling it, but I think it was, was it Eben or something who said, sent a letter to Juliet and said, oh, and you won't believe who I found reading in the hay. Dossie was reading Charles Lamb in the hay mm. and like just the image of him just probably just sitting down and reading in the hay of all places because he wanted to read or whatever it just sounds so well I, I think I can see now why they didn't do that because you couldn't have a film which is just letters that's really what it is it's well, letters that's, describing well, that's fine it doesn't have to be letters but it can be like um, I, no. I, I, I know how I would have done it and it okay. could be narrated in a way up to like in certain. Yeah, but there's no momentum. Basically, what you're happening, you're having reports from one to another. This is the problem with a film. A film has to have mm. a momentum, a motive. She has to be there for a reason, looking for something. And this is the yeah, idea well, where they have this there, but there nonsense about the daughter. It. She can be, there could be much more. She can build up to the bit where she goes to the end where everyone's like, will she meet them? Will she meet? Because that's what yeah. I, I was feeling. She has to go and meet them. And. That's that goes up until half the book, more than half the book. She hasn't she hasn't gone yet. And you're like, oh, she has to go and meet them now and all this kind of stuff. And they're preparing themselves to meet her and everyone's excited. They should have done that, even though you don't need to do letters or anything. But you can show her 
getting the letters or reading them or talking about them or whatever. It's hard to do, though. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen a film before called 84 or whatever it is, Charing Cross Road, which was Anthony Hopkins and, oh, I've forgotten the name. But anyway, it was basically, it's letters between an American um, book reader who buys these secondhand books from this bookshop in Charing Cross Road. And they said, and the whole book, it was a book, it was a true story. They basically wrote to each other and they became very good friends as a result, but they never met. And because he was in England, she was in America. And then the film is basically their letters, but it still worked, but it, but there's still no construction. In the end, she does arrive, but he's already gone. He's died at that stage. Mm. So, but at the same time, you could feel from the film, you, know, you wanted to move on because the film has to progress well, rather than just what I mean, it doesn't need to be like loads. It doesn't have to be slow or anything because there's, in the book, there's a lot that happens. Like she sends, it's not just an exchange of letters between them. She sends letters to her publisher who yeah. was in Australia to do something else. And you see, well, there's phone calls to the publisher in this. Yeah. yeah and so that's probably But it. there's telegrams and there's yeah. all these different things. And then these uh, telegrams to Mark, this guy that she suddenly meets. And she was on a book tour and she started, it's, it's loads of things happening at the same time, which could have been done. And um, one of the things actually that I I would have loved to I would have loved for to concentrate on the literary society and the time of the war where everyone mm. joined in because well that and it starts with that like the very first scene is them forming it yeah. effectively and that was interesting and it was done well and then throughout the film there was little flashbacks that were just annoying. Yeah. I don't like those. I don't like Lost did it. Handmaid's Tale has done it. This constant flashback to something that you don't need flashbacks yeah. to. And this was annoying in the film. Like, get on with the film with all this. Whereas if they just started with a segment, a longer segment in the war, that would have been interesting. Yeah. And it's like, the, and they, they when they told it in the book, it was like, they they came up with the slide. Elizabeth came up with the slide to them, like, mm. to save them. And it did. But it also made the Germans want to join. Well, they <laughs> this is the thing. That's that, so. There's, a, sort, there's in, a reference to that. Yeah, film, but that's that could have been developed more. That yeah, sounds very good. Which was so <laughs> interesting. And then there's this um, this past member called Clara Sose who would go and read during the wartime famine. Basically, she would read cooking books to people, <laughs> and they were the one of them was saying, "Oh, we had to kick her out because we were all dying with hunger." <laughs> And she was reading these amazing recipes, and she was, and she sent a letter complaining, saying they will never understand the beauty of cookery books and all this. And these—that's so much better than what was there. Yes, and oh, these God. things are just like everything was just so beautiful in the in the book. So much, obviously, so much detail, but it could be, it could have been so like much better developed. And well, I think putting, that's it. That they just yeah. jettisoned all the quality and just yeah. stuck, stuck with a formula. And yeah. I mean, it's. It's Mike Newell. He's made some good films, but he did make Four Weddings and a Funeral. So this is the sort of stuff I know, he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just remembered as well the actress I was that I forgot her name was Anne Bancroft in eighty four Charing Cross yeah. Road. So okay. from the Graduate. So I just want to acknowledge her properly. <laughs> so well, I was I was bitterly disappointed with the mm. films. I said, I mean, I love Lily James. I was delighted she was in yeah. it to see her again. But the, it's about time she made a proper film. Well, she's she's nothing Mia. but period. Oh God, yes. I saw a trailer, trailer for that. Trailer up, that. Yeah. That's worse again. 
But that's what struck me about it was it's either let's have pretty pictures of the town or let's have pretty pictures of Lily James because yeah. that's what it very much was is emphasizing her. And she would spend most of it looking sad, like looking, oh, frowning yeah. at all these revelations. It was head wrecking that way. And also it was an epidemic of cardigans. So that really put me off. <laughs> OK, so what's your score on <laughs> The Guernsey Literary, what's it? Guernsey Literary, literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Society. And in the film, it said that they didn't like the potato peel pie. Yeah. But in the book, they loved it. it that's why the name, because it became a favourite treat. Because they only had potatoes. In this <laughs> famine, they only had potatoes. Now... <laughs> Just, they okay. say it in the book and I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. Anyway. Did they actually say that? Yeah. They said that all they had, like... The Germans No, but they actually say famine. The only no, not time. famine, but they would. It was basically because they didn't oh, yeah. have much. They only and they said we only had turnips or potatoes to eat. So, ah, uh, and they, they kept saying, and we we were exhausted with different types of things we could do with potatoes. Said, well, then I got confused. <laughs> you were able to sympathise with it. That the suffering yeah. must be legendary. <laughs> but I couldn't stop laughing, and I couldn't tell you because I didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. These people actually had to do chips, boiled <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> potato peel pie. A potato famine like no other. <laughs> well, anyway, okay, so I will score. give a five out of ten. OK, um, I'm going to give it two, two stars. OK. And that's really just because it did look lovely. I liked the period. I liked Lily James and so on. So it was watchable enough, but I felt about halfway through, is this nearly over? Mm. I was just bored with it. But I am very curious to read the book and I'm very curious to see Guernsey, despite all this. Yes. Well, we can go together. Yes, (laughs) that'll be lovely on a honeymoon for the marriage we're never going to have. What about our relationship as father and daughter? Okay, we'll do that (laughs) then. That'll be the line we'll use. Right. Okay. Um, So now we move on to... Stop. You're telling me to... We're only halfway through because we have to go on to our assignments. So you have two. I do have two. So let's go to the first one. Delayed from last week, the Scottish film. Okay. As a Scottish film, there was so many options. Mm -hmm. And I read through descriptions and blurbs and, you know, summaries and stuff. And I found one because I wanted something lighthearted. I didn't want anything like... Well, there's a lot of them that are. Yeah. Uh, So I chose... Gregory's girl. Oh, perfect. <laughs> because it's a girl who plays football. <laughs> well, I, hadn't thought of, in, I, in I never even thought team. of that. Oh, my God. I and never even thought of that. absolutely brilliant. I, I should have recommended it. that so long ago to you. I was actually hoping you would see a film by that director. That's exactly who I had in mind. Bill Forsythe was who yeah. I had in mind. That's his second film. And I saw it like when it came out. And it's and brilliant. It's, it's hilarious. It's so amateurish yeah. almost, but it's beautiful it's 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 like a, a, a boy's wet dream <laughs> no it's not it is don't, don't don't there's no need to dirty it a boy's wet dream but it is it's a beautiful can... love story yes it is Gregory falls in love yes it is but then he goes out with three girls before he... well oh, first of all and spoilers takes, we're yeah. going to give away but that's what I love about it is the fact that it deliberately subverts yeah any formula like he's mad into Dorothy, is not her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this shows it's so long since I've seen a film. I still remember some of the she names. She put off going out with him for football. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But then when he goes on the date, <laughs> um, he ends up with Claire Grogan. Yeah. And it's just 
it, it's a perfect date. Yeah. And it just, you say, you're in the, when I saw the film first, I said, but wait a minute, isn't he into, what, waiting for him to get back to Ireland? And it says, no, no, forget it, not this more interesting. It's just completely yeah. upending what you Which expect. Which is what happens in high school. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it well, is. Yeah, you move from one to the, not, not, not in that way as in. But it's like they arra- they've arranged it. Yeah. As a compensation of, yeah, prize yeah. for him. The girls have said, right, you can't go with her so you can go with it. Or you can't go with her so you go with this other girl. Yeah, but it, it could also be like they're all friends and they just said, well, he invited me out. Will I just not go and then we can put you in because you like him or something? Well, that, I've never come across that in reality. Wow. Well, maybe you might have <laughs> in different cultures. <laughs> you expect Scottish culture to be like Irish. But, but anyway, yeah, I loved it. And there's so many bits of it that were just hilarious. Oh, it's <laughs> it's over the top funny. Like to see at one point where they're, he's arguing with someone and they walk into the gents and there's a group of people there smoking pipes. <laughs> and he just walks past it's in the background these are kids smoking pipes no, but even the way when um, Dorothy comes in to do the training and she's taking off her jacket and the guy said no no it's for boys yeah I know that but you asked you didn't say that in the, in the thing she's giving the clothes to him and he's accepting it her clothes while arguing with her no 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 this is a training for men's it's soccer for men's yeah but you wanted good players and she's there taking off her trousers <laughs> and just arguing with him and then he's just watching her and I just come out. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Not saying yes to the girl. We'll I'll think about it. <laughs> Leaves. But all, all the little pickup lines as well, and them talking. You know, the, the two other lads sitting down <laughs> saying, "Gregory's been getting a lot of girls. We need to. We need to start start getting girls as well." Yeah. What do we do though? I don't know. And then they go and their pickup lines are like something like, "Did you know that? I don't know." Something to do with dragons or whatever. <laughs> and the girls are just like, they're... Oh, yeah, no. They, they come over to the girls and say, So, uh, what are you eating? Veal. Did you know how they cook veal? How they make veal? They grab the baby cow and then they hang him up by its feet and they, they cut their necks or something and the girls just get up and leave. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, it's just so good. And the, I can't do the accent, so that's that's my Thank God, I'm yeah. not going to try. And that's my impersonation of a teenage boy. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like it is just charming. Yeah, it's sweet. Like as I said, I saw it when it came out, so I was that age at the time. That well, they were a bit older than me. Um, but it was just it was a renaissance at the time. All these wonderful British films were coming out and Bill Forsyth was British, Scottish, whatever. Bill Forsyth made that. And then he every film he made after that, like if you can look up Local Hero. Oh, which, I saw oh, it. Have you seen uh, Local no, Hero? No, I saw it as um, on the list and I'm, oh, right. I was going to go for it as well. Do it's wonderful, but I prefer this one because it's a girl playing football. Oh yeah, I mean, well, no, it's a, it's better to do it this way because I mean, this was basically when he's starting out. Mm-hmm. By the time local hero, he's a proper professional film. Like Burt Lancaster is in it, okay. so it's big stars, big thing. Yeah. But it's it's very interesting now because it's effectively what Trump is doing. Okay, it's basically Burt Lancaster comes wants to set up something in Scotland. What Trump went and actually did, thirty years later. But also just to see some of the people who are in it that you will know yeah, now from years yeah. later. But it's just it's full of that charm, that just quirkiness yeah. of strange behaviour, like Gregory going accent. around covering up his nipples with his finger. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's walking he comes around out because he comes. She's in the. She's the, in the car. He, yeah. he feels he's naked, so yeah. he just puts his <laughs> fingertips over his <laughs> nipples. And then he. Co- 
It's just brilliant. It's actually great. Yeah, no, you, that was exactly what I had in mind when I said a Scottish film from a Scottish director was Bill Forsyth. Well, anything by him. And even when the the trainer goes into the, the, the changing room and she's there and he was saying, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I was training my goal kicks or whatever. And he was like, oh, do you know? And she said, oh, it's not very good. My feet aren't very good or something. He said, do you know what you do? And then they started to make like some kind of dance. And he kept saying, he gave her a tip of to do like, um, what you call a touch with the ball. It's not a touch. It's you manage the ball basically with your butt. <laughs> and they were doing this dance. Grab it, kick it, turn, sit, up, turn, kick. <laughs> 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 they're both there dancing and then she she stops doing it and just starts dancing <laughs> it's just brilliant it's just so random you just reminded me of something else well remember when she's playing and she scores a goal and both teams run up to hug and kick yeah. <laughs> and Gregory's furious that's disgusting <laughs> it's like one after another they're all lining up oh well done <laughs> it's very but it's excellent um, okay, so that was your challenge. Yeah. My challenge. What was my challenge? Why do Can I you have remember? to say it? Because I said yours. Okay, I thought I said mine, but that's fine. Um, mm. Your challenge was a fantasy film in a completely different world, non-relatable to Earth, and um, it had to be in the 21st century. What Made in the 21st yeah. century. Yeah. So I was going to make all sorts of claims of what I wanted to watch and what I did watch, but I'll just go straight to it. I watched Into the Woods. Yay! You know it. <laughs> and it was so funny because I had that. I'd recorded again. I'd recorded ages ago and I was just flicking through. What I had another one in mind. I had that um, Salma Hayek one, um, which is three stories based on old fairy tales or something, because that's on Netflix. Okay, But I was going to, that. I had all that. That was what I was planning on doing. And then I was just flicking through and I came into the woods. I'd saved it since Christmas. I said, would this qualify? And I checked yeah. with this sudden up since actually it does. Put it on. The first scene that struck me was Disney yeah. came on the screen. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And the songs. Which annoyed the hell out of me. Really? I, th- I liked it. I thought it was pleasant. Well, it's musical and it's fairy tale. Yeah. So it's supposed to be... I just thought, like, I really, I really love Into the Woods because it's so, like, it's different from the normal fairy tale and it's supposed to be kind of humour. It's for kids, really. And I just thought Meryl Streep's brilliant. Oh, she's brilliant. Well, I mean, this is one thing that struck me. Says, I must save this for the podcast. That Meryl Streep, she's a good actress, really. <laughs> because she was just so good at it. As soon as she appeared, she was just good. Yeah. Just saying, oh, you just, yeah. you know, you yeah. know. She's going but so was everyone else. I thought everyone was fine. And oh, yeah. that's James what I liked Gordon about it was, I didn't know Kendrick. who was in it. I knew she was in it. I knew Meryl yeah. Streep was in it. But I didn't know all the others. Just as they appeared. Oh, that's Anna Kendrick. Oh, that's Emily Blunt. Yeah. And things like this. So it was a great cast. Johnny Depp as well for yeah. a couple of minutes. Um, so I thought it was well done and enjoyable enough, but it wasn't. It's not a masterpiece anyway. No. And what struck me about it was this is like the music. It's a musical play, mm. stage play that's been around since the 70s. And it's been they've been waiting for that long to make the film. So I was surprised. I said, it doesn't mean that big a deal. Like, I, well, I suppose because since then, there's been so many variations of fairy tales yeah. coming together. Yeah. Like Shrek yeah. is a classic example. Um, but I still thought it was well done and some of it was very black humour. Yeah. Like the um, the ugly sisters being blinded by bats or by birds. Remember where they're attacked or something? I'm trying to remember now because it's been a while since I've seen it. Well, there's one, one point where they're attacked by birds or someone is attacked by birds. Well, they are certainly yeah. attacked and blinded. Oh, yeah, there something. is a bit of that, isn't there? Yeah. A bit of, yeah. And then some people just get killed. <laughs> <laughs> they just go, 
what did they just kill a person <laughs> that's one of the characters this is a fairy tale and there's then, a giant and everything isn't yeah it? and yeah, you're yeah, just going yeah, yeah. feel rather sorry for the giant <laughs> they're all setting out to kill the giant so I thought it was all done very stylishly uh, but I kept in my own mind and don't go oh here we go comparing it to the company of wolves because the company of wolves is fairy tale but the r- logic of the company of wolves was where fairy stories meet horror stories and that's what I always look for in fantasy that it's an adult fairy tale yeah. have you seen Grimm the series no very good be curious it's to horror. see that it's actual it's, yeah. it's not horror but it is the it's basically the fairy tales like the werewolves and all that they are very very bad people well loads right. loads of them are very, like even some of the princes like the stories are because they were supposed to be horror stories, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Well, I mean, they were designed for children, but they weren't patronising to children. This is the whole thing. Yeah, Although, yeah. Like the Brothers Grimm stories did have horrible things. Like, yeah. they even have it in Into the Woods. Like, that was the original fairy tale of Red Riding Hood that I knew of, where the wolf has eaten them and the huntsman cuts him open to release them. Yeah. And that's fairly graphic and gory for a kid's story. There's a rhyme. I didn't even yeah, know. but th- these are the things that do happen. Like, well, I think the first episode of Grimm is um, the a girl goes missing in the woods uh, not in the woods but like in the in the town park or something and the the park ranger is the werewolf turns into it at night and he eats people okay spoiler but no no that's not a spoiler you know it okay. and it's great like it's actual and the the police get involved it's like a detective thing with these anyway it's it's people like postmans can be from that world and all that. It's really good. Anyway, my brother loved it. Out of all people, my brother would be very picky with these things. Anyway. Okay, good. Okay. I'm very happy. No, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how, to, like on the one hand, I'm saying, oh yeah, I was got annoyed with it because I'm just not mad into musicals of that type. Mm. I actually prefer Beauty and the Beast as a musical, if you like. Okay. But it's just the songs got in the way a lot of the time. But the whole way it was done, it, it went by quick enough. I yeah. enjoyed it. Watched it. Very glad. So, good. perfect choice. So, my next challenge to you and dying to hear what you did with this i.e. nothing to watch a Hitchcock film from the 1940s yeah I chose Shadow of a Doubt you were expecting me to choose like no, Rebecca no, or no, something no no well I, w- I would have been very interested you chose Rebecca yeah. but Shadow of Doubt is perfect one. It, was, it was on the list there I saw Rebecca I said no I know I'll see that anyway let me go to something that I would probably not watch it. So I, I saw Shadow of Doubt. I was like, okay, it looks very noirish. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I'll watch this. And I actually really enjoyed it. It's very kind of silly, but like, I, I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's Hitchcock's it. own favourite film. Is of it? all his films, that was oh, his favourite film. Yeah, so as soon as you said, uh, as soon as I said Fortis, I said Shadow of Doubt would be a perfect one to choose. You're doing the perfect choice each time. I know. Because it's Hitchcock's choice. It was always his favourite film. I didn't film. know that. See, I just picked, yeah. I looked at all of them and I was like, I need to make a list of the 1940s film. And so I just thought Shadow of a Doubt looks like, a f- after I read the description, what is it about? What was it about? I said, okay, it looks a lot kind of noirish. So I'll go for that. And I did. And I really, really liked it. It's lovely. It's it, it was a weird relationship between Charlie and Charlie, mm-hmm. the uncle and the girl. It was weird. <laughs> Is that she's so obsessed by him? Yeah, but he kind of had that relationship with her. Like he touched her and stuff on her hands and stuff. Yeah, but you see that, and that's probably deliberate. Close. Like it, close, yeah. Hitchcock does that a lot. There's all sorts of undercurrents that could mm. be look innocent and are clearly sexual in some way. If you 
interpret yeah. it a certain way. Like I haven't seen it in a long time, so I mightn't have noticed that at the time. But I'd be in, I do remember thinking it was strange, the obsession between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And but I, I again, because you would look at it more innocently, I think that's there purely so that she can be so shocked and disillusioned yeah, by yeah. what he is. But and no, there's probably more to it. Hitchcock than Hitchcock appears quite a bit in it. Not Does? his face, his head like behind and stuff really quickly but I noticed him in some scenes Where, in, in more than one scene I, he yeah. never really appears more than once there's one in the train okay where he has his back to the camera and he's playing cards okay I, I'm sure that's him they don't show him just the couple that that sit in front of him right and then later on after your man is off the train he's the one grabbing the bags yeah I think that is yeah the famous one or no I'm taking a shot of a doubt there's one scene where he comes on carrying a cello case or something maybe I don't well I mean this is what this is the thing about what one thing I don't like about the internet you can probably find them all by just searching for them but But I'd rather I'd rather discover them in the film and just oh my god that's Hitchcock right will we put up and give our well you enjoyed that film yes I did I enjoyed both films really good right okay so what's your challenge for me for next week um, okay, so my challenge for you for next week is now I know it's not the time of the year, but it's a Christmas film set in London with loads of different stories, and one of them being Martin this Freeman. Is very obs- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Love actually, no. No, I'm joking. I did that deliberately oh. just to turn on. No, I mean I, ha- I have in reserve a really cruel one back for you. Or then you one with Cameron say. Diaz and Jack Black. <laughs> The holiday. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> you are. <laughs> you dare try and pull a stunt like that. Okay, so my challenge for you is, um, it's it's very vague, so I'll let you choose whatever. I'm not going to be specific about it. It's just a Chilean film because I love Chile and they actually have right. very good cinema. So. I don't think I've ever seen a Chilean film. Neruda was one of them. Oh, right. Well, was it actually Chilean? Yeah, the yeah. film yeah, I know yeah, is set yeah. in Chile. Okay. Um, my challenge to you. Now, I had... Mm, I'm just trying to think. I have two in mind. Which will I go for? You know, you can go for it the next week as well. I know, <laughs> I know. I, no, I, that's what I said. I'm holding one back for a long time. Okay, no, what I will suggest to you, and it's not a specific film, though I know which one you're going to think of straight away, is any film made by any director, any country, from any country or whatever, at any time, made in the 20s, 30s, 40s, present, whatever, about Irish history. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, actually, Scottish (laughs) films? I was going to see Braveheart. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Braveheart. That's, well, Braveheart is not Scottish. I know, and I hate it's it. Ma- it was made here. <laughs> well, it's about a Scottish yeah. hero, but it was an American director. But So it can be an American director. It can be any. No, it has to be historical, like as in an incident, like the famine, for example. Okay. The, there's a film coming up soon about that. Any major historical event in Irish history that has been made in a film. It doesn't have to be factual, just set in it. You know what I mean? Like, let's say it was, if I said something in Britain, you might have a film set in the First World War or a film set in the Second World War okay, okay. or anything like that. So, so it could be... Historical setting in Ireland or historical event. Okay. Something to do with Irish history that can be complete fiction okay. or factual. And as I said, it can be a Hollywood film. There's a lot of them from years ago. Or it can be an Irish film, British film, anything like that. Okay. 
Okay. Michael Collins excluded because I think that's the first one that's coming to your head. No, no, no. I actually didn't. Well, you can you can have it in there as well if okay. you like. Anything you Grant. like. Okay. Yeah. So do you have something in mind already? No. Well, I don't. I haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have a couple of them in your head. Oh, yeah. For your challenge. I'm talking <laughs> about your challenge to me. <laughs> Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. 